Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Ephraimites and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the corn patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity. Again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Decker. Shalom to everybody that's around the world that's tuned in to this blog radio broadcast today. We're uh, serving God today as we did yesterday and the days before and surely the days to come. And it's an exciting time, perilous times, but you know the fact of it is that God has all of this in hand. You know, uh, I want to say just uh, for for a few minutes here anyway to talk about our, our fellowships that we do have and there are more and more fellowships come you know coming up uh, each and every uh, week and uh, we're just thrilled to have you come on board and uh, to learn and if you're interested in having your own fellowship uh, contact us we'll uh, uh, somebody will get back in touch with you that'll show you what all needs to be done and has to be done in order to to be part of what we're doing here. But uh, this uh, thing with our Sabbath services online is really becoming uh, quite a thing. A lot of people are, are listening, uh, learning from the material that uh, the prophets are teaching, and we're, we're thrilled about that. It, it makes it uh, makes it real nice that you can do that. And, and you know, I realize uh, probably as much as maybe more so in a lot of ways as what it's like to be out here kind of be yourself and, Nobody kind of believes what you believe and, and the need for fellowship. Uh, and it is important. And, and you know, I, I really believe the whole thing with the quarterly solves uh, that because you can come, you can be with the people that believe like you believe and uh, get to know them. You know, I mean, my goodness gracious, as I said, we have people that come from everywhere and literally come from everywhere into these uh, quarterlies, and uh, we would be more than, than uh, blessed to have you come. And so make make provisions now. You know, I'm always saying people in the in the in the long run, uh, people do what they want to do. Now this, uh, you can have all the excuses you want to have. And that's fine. That's that's your prerogative. But the fact of it is, you do what you want to do, and you don't want to ever forget that. Uh, had to learn that years and years ago. I learned it, learned it very well about myself. Okay. Today I want to I want to talk about a subject that uh, I named it a deceived heart. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that they're being deceived, I, and and rightfully so, because if people knew they were being deceived, they'd do something about it, right? Absolutely right. But uh, deception, you know, 10.10 uh, 10 of uh, John says that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And uh, he's got a beautiful way of bringing deception to people. Uh, and people, you know, religion can be... Uh, definitely uh, 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 deception. Uh, it can cause your heart to be deceived, and it does every day. You know, I think one of the most important things to remember is let God's Word be truth and everything else a lie. And, you know, if people could just grasp onto that and could just understand that, it would make this thing so much easier for everybody. Because the fact of it is that we've listened to so much religion, we've listened to all these things telling us that well, you know, you don't keep the 
you don't keep the commandments anymore, the law anymore. The, the you know, and we have proven surely if you part of this, I know if you're part of this, you long since have received uh, scripture after scripture after scripture, absolutely uh, without a turning a, a, a doubt. Bless God, understand that Paul was not against the law, and Paul kept the law. And it's just again, it's it's a, a lack of knowledge. But you see, when people become deceived in in that, for instance, uh, there's you know there's nothing you can do for them because bless God, they want they they are so sure that they are right, and everybody else is wrong. And it uh, it always uh, it, I I don't want to say tickles me in the way of ha ha type of being tickled, but it, it does tickle me the fact that. How many people know so little about the Word of God? They know about they know about their religion, their doctrine of that religion, but they don't know about the things of God. They they've never studied. They have never studied. And you know, Paul was talking about that. You study that to show yourselves, to show yourselves, bless God, that uh, uh, that profitable in the things of God. Uh, show yourselves approved in the eyes of God and in the eyes of the people. And I think that uh, as time has gone on, in fact, I know as time has gone on, uh, we have uh, we have seen a lot of deception. And that, uh, I, I, you know, that that makes things so difficult because when people become deceived, when their hearts become deceived, uh, boy, it's a it's an uphill battle from that day from that day forward. But again, you know, we 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 manage to do that ourselves. Uh, I'm not saying that. Uh, the powers of darkness didn't come in and help it. But, you know, you have a will, and you can will to serve God in the truth of his holy word, or you can will to serve God through any means and way that you went, or you you got the will not to serve God at all. And uh, we sure have an abundance of all that that's spread out across the face of this earth even today as I speak. Well, we're going to start uh, this afternoon in Joel 2, 21. And uh, I want you to listen closely because there's some there's some really really important things here. It uh, in twenty in uh, in uh, Joel two twenty one it says, "Fear not, O land; be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things." Well, I don't think there's any ifs, ands, or buts about the fact of whether the Lord has done great things, because He has, and He is still doing great things today. You know, th- this whole thing with this Ephraim movement. You're talking about a miracle. You talk about God doing a great thing. You know, I I still today sit at times and meditate the fact that that He said that this movement would be so big and so powerful in the way of the people that never again will we speak about coming out of out of the, out of the land of Egypt. We would no longer talk about that because of us coming out of the four corners of this earth. And coming back, this is the greatest exodus, brothers and sisters, that there has ever been on the face of this earth, or ever will be. And uh, sure enough, uh, we're we're right right smack dab in the middle of it. And you ought to you ought to shout out, thank God that you know that I'm that I'm on the inside, not on the outside, trying to look in. Amen. Be not afraid, you beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit, and the fig tree, and the wine, the vine do yield their strength. Be glad, ye ye children of Zion, rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and will cause to come down uh, for you the rain 
the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full. The, 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 these are the threshing floors. Shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with wine and and the oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker, the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, uh, my great army, which I sent among you. Now, you shall eat in plenty, be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, which hath dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. And that word ashamed is just simply disappointed. And you shall know that I am the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else and my people shall never be ashamed. They'll never be disappointed. Now, these promises from God are so important because what the Lord God is saying here out of the belly of the prophet Joel is simply the fact that you, you don't need to fear. You don't need to be in any kind of any kind of fear about what we're seeing coming on the face of this earth, what's been prophesied throughout the ages by the prophets that's that's coming right right here in this generation this time. So you don't be afraid of that. He said, I'm going to give you the rain on your crops when you need it. You know, I had a vision years ago, and it was really, really, uh, really, a well, they're all really something, but I, I was driving down a country road, and it had, it was a gravel road. It wasn't a hard road. It was gravel. And, and bless God, all of a sudden, I, I, I noticed that on one side of the road, bless God, the crops were just beautiful and luscious, and on the other side, just on the other side of the road, they, they were burned up, shriveled up. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, Prophesy, son, because in the last days, those that serve me will have. Those that serve me not will have not. And, uh, boy, I, I, you know, those visions come like that. I mean, they're forever uh, indelibly inscribed on your in your spirit, in your mind. And uh, I think of that often, uh, living here in the in the heart of agricultural country, and seeing the, the you know the, all the, the the grain being produced each and every year. I remember every 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 year when it comes time uh, for the when the, the, the all the crops are so beautiful and luscious. I think about that vision that one day. One day it's going to come to pass that bless God that it's they're, they're not all that's going to be. Do you know the Do you know the people it's going to have? It's going to be Ephraim. It's going to be us. Your Your gardens will thrive. Uh, years ago, uh, the Lord. Now He never told me it was in relationship to understanding what I just said. I always thought that it was. Okay, uh, we had a we had some kind of a, a, a bug that came through a beetle of some sort. And literally, the, this thing, these things had eaten the gardens uh, everywhere. And uh, so one morning I went out, as I always did, I always went out and walked up and down the rows in my garden. We had about an acre of gardens at that time. I walked up and down the rows, and I would pray to God and thank him for, for the production that we were going to have off of, off, of our, off of our vegetables. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, bless God, uh, I uh, went to, came home from work, went out in the garden, and 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 bugs were absolutely had infested the entirety of, of that garden of that acre, and uh, so all of a sudden I didn't know what to do, and all of a sudden, it all of a sudden I just I began to curse those bugs. I walked up and down and up and down the rows, 
and and I cursed him. And bless God, the next the next morning I went out to pray as I always did at that time over the garden, and I went out and there was bugs laying everywhere in the aisles and in the lanes between the garden where the plants grew, and it was it was it was quite a sight. And as the years as the years begin to go go on, I begin to realize that bless God that that we definitely. Uh, was seeing the difference. And people would come and ask, well, why is it that your garden, why didn't your garden get eaten up with, with all the rest of the garden? And I said, well, I said, I went out and number one, I asked God to bless the garden. Every seed that went in the ground, I, as I planted them, I said, bless this seed, Lord. When it got done, I prayed over the garden. Then the beetles came, the bugs came, and, and I just simply cursed them. And, uh, and bless God that, uh, that they died. And they looked at me so strange, like something, you know, that, that this was right out of the pages of, 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 the, of the Bible, right out of the pages of a good book or whatever. And, uh, but it was, it was true. And uh, we come to that time. Uh, as I said, the, the judgment has come to this earth. It's only going to be, it's only going to be those that serve God in the fullness of, of truth that bless God that are going to walk into this thing absolutely unscathed. And uh, as I've always said, let God be God. You know, if, if if he's not God and he can't take care of us, then we need to be looking for a different God. But but the, he tells us even many times, I just chose this particular piece of scripture, but he tells us over and over again, if you will keep my words, huh? if my words will stay attached to you, I bless God, I'll stay attached to you. And and nothing by any means is going to harm us. And boy, what a what a blessing to know that God is is in such a is in such a position with with His people. And you know, I've always said that the key is to know for a fact that you are under the shadow of the wings of Almighty God. You know, I, we all want to go to that 91st Psalm, and we want to you know we want to jump up and down in church and shout and and claim that, but. Uh, you know, there again, not not everybody is uh, not everybody is uh, under under the wings of the shadow of Almighty God, and uh, it's an absolute it's an absolute fact that you got to serve God, but you got to study these things to know who God is, and that's all that's all there is to it. And if you're not going to serve God, then the thing of it is, the whole thing of it is, it's just that you're going to work out. And the Lord God is, <clears throat> as always, you know. He knows all. He knows yesterday, today, from yesterday, and what's going to happen tomorrow. And uh, our place is what is serving. But but you know, again, the key is you got you got to know that. But you got you got to understand, and and it isn't just to find a church to go to. You know that that's one of the things that that I never I could never get a hold of with people was them not understanding that. It's not a building. This this thing this thing doesn't have a thing to do with a building. This thing's got everything to do with a living God. And if you're not going to serve this living God in, in fullness, then you're going to have absolute problems from the from the, from the beginning to right on through. You know, with your walk, uh, there's something real interesting over in Revelation, the third chapter. And uh, this uh, Laodicean uh, church, uh, bless God, it, it sounds so much like today, all right? 
And in the 14th verse of that third chapter, it says, And the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, which are deeds, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I, I would thou work cold or hot. In other words, he would rather you be one or the other and not lukewarm, because he goes on to say in that next verse, so then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. I will spew thee out of my mouth. And that's what's happened to a lot of the church. You know, this whole thing of going in and, and playing church and having a social time at church, and, and that's not at all what God meant for this to be like. Not, not, not in the furthest stretch of your imagination, or his imagination, I guess you should say, that he expects us, bless God, to do more than just to show up and sit down and do nothing. Then 17th verse, he says, Because thou sayest I am rich, and increased with goods, and have needed nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Uh, see, we, and, and if you put that in terms of, of your church going, see, that's what we think. Everybody that's in a, in a church uh, that they like, and, and you know, the reasons behind people and the church that they like is, oh, boy, I'm telling you what, you ask that question and you, get, you can get as, as many answers as you can imagine as to why I attend that particular church. I, I know years ago I, I was sort of doing a survey as I was traveling to different churches and ministering there. And I would, I would you know, I'd begin to ask people, I said, well, well what, what do you like best about the services here at the church and that I, whatever church I was in? And, and I mean, it, it went down to everything, to most of which was they liked the band, the music, the praise and the worship. Very few people said, I love the word that's coming forth from the Bema. And I begin to I begin to find that quite interesting, as a matter of fact, because the only reason in this world for you to be listening to me today is to what? Is to gain knowledge of God's word out of the mouth and the belly of a real prophet. And that and that's the reason that you should be doing it. People's motives are so different so different that it's unbelievable and I don't think that people really realize but but that's really that's really what you know people get to thinking well they don't have need of anything else okay um, and what the Lord is saying said look you're you're not that blessed you're not you're not doing that well because because what he went on to say he said you don't know that you're wretched miserable poor blind and naked you just don't know that but you have to think, now, why don't they know that? They've been deceived. They had let their hearts become deceived before God into believing that, bless God, that's the way it was instead of the way it really is. And, again, that covers multitudes upon multitudes upon multitudes of Christians today across this, the face of this earth. And it goes on that 18th verse, and he just simply says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold, pride, and fire, that thou mayest be rich, white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness did not appear. And anoint thy, eye, thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. Now, I, I, really, I really believe that the church has been asleep for a long, 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 long time. I don't know how many years that long, 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 long time is, 
this a long time. I, I believe that, uh, that bless God, that, that uh, we have become very comfortable in whatever setting that we have chosen to serve God, whatever that setting is, wherever that setting is at. And uh, therefore, what, what happens to us, you know, we, we just sort of lullaby to sleep, uh, spiritually, yes, and uh, in some cases physically, you know, uh, some people go to a church and sit there and, and, and absolutely go to sleep. But the thing of it is, God's trying to wake everybody up. God, God, God's, God's not done. You know, I mean, at any point in time that anyone should have eyes to see and ears to hear, you know, this thing with Ephraim, God's going to take them in, and that's all there is to it. And that's the reason I keep saying, don't give up hope on your friends and your family. But just understand that this time you, at this time, you have the eyes to see, the ears to hear what thus saith God in this day and this hour. They obviously don't, and the thing, the thing you need to do is to understand that. And also have to understand something else. You're the, you are going to plant the seed for them to have that opportunity to believe truth. And if they don't, one day when they stand before the Lord God, they're going to be, they're going to be very disappointed in themselves. Because then they're going to find out how true all this is. You know, I, I, the thing I, uh, amazes me is the fact that I'm teaching the Word of God. I'm not teaching you some, something that, that came out of the blue that, the, you know, an angel spoke to me uh, to tell me that the due to this Ephraim, I think. No, this whole thing is documented in the Scriptures. Line upon line, it's there. And bless God, uh, all I'm doing is the timing of this thing is now. That's the reason God is pouring this out. They pour it out upon all flesh. For those that you know, those that can receive it, going to receive it. Those that can't, well, bless God, they're just that's you know. But but why can't they? Well, that's what this message is about today, is because they have let their hearts become deceived. Now he goes on that 19th verse and says, "As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent." Now, uh, you know. If he loves us, he's going to rebuke and chasten us. Isn't that just the way a father is? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that's his place is to rebuke us and chasten us when we're, when we're, out, of, when we're out of order. So he says, uh, be zealous, therefore, and repent. And understand that that's part of what all this is about. Now, uh, he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Well, again, as unfortunate as, as all, this, all this stuff seems to, to get to be, and it is, we, we, we sadly forget, folks, the simplicity of this gospel that Christ brought. We, we, uh, and I'm not going to tell you that I think the law is of simplicity, but the law is not a burden. You know, the Lord, the Lord tells us that the law is, the law is not a burden. Bless God that what we have to realize is, again, let God's word be truth and everything else a lie. Again, how simple would that be if we, if we could believe that today? That let God's word be the truth. But no, somehow we believe that, that God 
sent his son, and all of a sudden, the, you know, the, now the, the law, uh, the covenant meant nothing anymore, and that all we had to do was get Jesus in our hearts, and all these things that are, ble- that are the blessings just automatically come to us because we become Christians. Now, folks, come on. That, that, if there has ever been a fairy tale, that's, that's got to be the biggest one that said there's ever been, and it was sold to the entirety of the church. And it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous because that isn't what Christ himself taught. That isn't at all what the Father set, set forth. And it wasn't what you think Paul told you about either, was it? And for those of you who are listening today, I adjure you, bless God, you order Paul in the law. It's, I, I, think I did a whole weekend of five, five, five services on Paul and the law. And you need to, you need to sit down and you need to study that and you need to understand. And I'll tell you what, if, after studying that, if you come away and still think that bless God that we're not under the law, uh, then I, sadly enough, your heart's been deceived to such a point that, uh, you know, you, you ain't coming back again, evidently. But, uh, no, it's there. Uh, and, again, it's the Word. It's God's Word. It's time that people understand that God's Word is truth. Well, as it goes on and on now, in Deuteronomy eleven sixteen, there is something here that, you know, it simply says, Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. He's saying, he's saying, you know what? You 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 better you better be careful here that that your heart doesn't get deceived here, because if you you know because if you do, you're going to turn aside and serve other gods. And you're going to worship them. And then you're going to be in a real mess with God. Well, we've had so much of that, as I said, that has taken place today. That it, uh, it it's ridiculous. I, you know, you watch. You watch this thing as it unfolds. You watch people receive it with gladness. And, uh, you know, sometimes, again, as I uh, was teaching last, uh, I guess it was last Wednesday, you know, the sower soweth the word. And there's just some people that, bless God, that that uh, get all happy about it and everything else. And because there's no root, the word is not attached to them, to their spirit, to their heart. Bless God, immediately they lose what it is that they had with God. And we, we see that. And it's it's so sad with, you know, because people, people get the, they get the thinking wrong. And and why is that? Well, as I keep saying, it's things that was planted there that they never ripped out of their spirit, man, out of their minds. As, uh, simply saying, I'm not going to receive that. I reject it in the name of Yeshua. That's all you have to do. And those things, like everything else, that they are seeds being planted, and they are going to take root, and they are going to grow, folks. Uh, there's no way sense or or buts about that. Well, let's go to Isaiah 44:17. Isaiah 44:17. Now, this this is uh, he says here, and the residue thereof maketh a god, even his his graven image. He falleth down into it and worshipeth it and prayeth unto it. And saith, Deliver me, for thou art my God. Now, you know, in a lot of ways, um, I see that uh, America becoming just that. We have turned our back upon our living God, and uh, we're serving other gods, mainly the God of money in this uh, in this nation. And there's going to be the day that uh, they're going to have to call upon the God in whom they have served to deliver them. And we're going to see 
we're going to see if their God can deliver them. And you know and I know he can't. Uh, that God can't deliver them from anything. The 18th verse says, they have not known nor understood. Now, it, now, isn't that something? They have not known nor understood. They have not known. See, if you don't know all the truth, you can't understand. Okay? A lot of people don't even understand whatever truth it is that they do have from God. Again, church has become a social hour. You know, somebody was telling me here just a, I don't know, a couple, few weeks ago where we got now a big time national minister saying that all the gays are going to go to, going to go to heaven. He could guarantee that. Well, that's not what the Word of God says. I'm sorry. And that's part of the reason, just part of, that's part of the reason why judgment has come and is going to one day take this nation completely down. It's because, folks, we've got ministers out here. The, 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 the Word of God, the, the, all the Word of God says about that type of thing, about lesbians, gays, all, you know, I, I prefer to call them queers. And the reason I do that is because it sounds nasty. It sounds a lot nastier, okay? And the scriptures are very plain. They're going to burn hell. Oh, 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 the prophet. Uh, you know, I've got this friend, and, and they were they were born that way. No, they weren't. No, I'm sorry. They, they You weren't born that way. You beca- They became that way, all right? And, again, let's don't argue about what you think or I think. Let's go to the Word. What does the Word of God say about men that make love to men Women that make love to women. He says they're abomination and they're going to burn in hell. And and here we've got it again. We've got one of the biggest churches in America, this guy bastard. And him on some national TV show saying, well, I'm just here to tell you that all the gays are going to go to heaven. Well, I've got news for you. Number one, that can't, that can't be right because first you'd have to receive Yeshua, right? You get to go to heaven. Uh, the, uh, so that eliminates a part of that as being truth. But the other part is that no, even if they've received um, Yeshua as their Lord and Savior, that's not going to get them to heaven. It's not going to do it. Uh, you know, again, you know, the way, folks, the way is not wide. Yeshua said it's narrow, and he said something else. Few thereby will find it. Come on. You know, these things are things that, bless God, you should have been taught in the very beginning. These should have been the very basics of of Christianity itself, but it wasn't. It just just wasn't. It was, again, the, the churches, the pastors were too busy trying to gather a congregation and build their own kingdoms, and that's what they've done. To the place where they will, they'll take God's word and they'll do with it whatever they want to do, in spite of you, in spite of me, in spite of everybody else. But the fact of it is, you you, you know, you're just not gonna you're not gonna fool God. <laughs> you're not you're just not in the long run. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get with. And now let me let me ask you another question. What do you think? What do you think it would be like for if you if if you are a gay person, and you were going to this pastor's church, and he's telling you, along with the rest of them that's there, that are gays, that you're going to heaven. You'd have nothing in you, nothing in you to even think that you were wrong, right? Now, now, now listen, that's a deceived heart. That heart has been deceived now. 
And the day that that heart stands before the Lord God, and God says, depart from me, you know, uh, and, and straight to hell, because of that sin of homosexuality, let, let me tell you something. Don't you, don't you know that that person would like to have a long talk with that pastor and say, why didn't, why didn't you tell me the truth? Because, see, once, once somebody is in agreement, all right, then, bless God, there's no need to change. That's the reason it was always so important for the prophets to be around. Because the prophets were never in agreement with the, the majority of the people as to right and wrong, least it lined up with God's holy word. All right? And that's still what I, that's still today what I do. Is the fact that the matter of it is, uh, truth, truth. God's word is truth. And what that pastor is saying is a lie. And, and now whose hands is that blood going to be on? Okay? Going to be on that pastor. It's going to be upon that pastor. I'm telling you, folks, there's going to be the days coming when there's going to be bawling and squalling and national teeth, as I'm just saying, because you're going to have to do this thing right. It, you know, it just, it, it just, you can't just do what you think. Now, again, let God's word be the truth and everything else a lie. So God's word says that those people of that type, of homosexuality type, is going to burn in hell. Now, what makes you think that, bless God, that it's going to be any other way than that? Oh, well, Jesus came. Well, I got news for you. You're right about that part. And he also left and he's come back again. But the fact of it is, he never said a thing in this world about the fact that if you happen to receive me, okay, if you happen to receive me, all of you, you know, he, your sins are forgiven you, all right? But again, what did he say to that woman? He said he, he healed her, and he said, now go and sin no more, at least the worst thing come upon you, didn't he? Well, I haven't got around to preaching that message all, all together yet, but uh, when I do, that's going to open up some eyes right along with a lot of the other stuff that I preach. But you've got to realize that, that that God, that God, that God of deception is not going to be able to deliver you in your time of need. Not going to be able to do it. In the 18th verse, it says, They have not known nor understood. They have shut their eyes, they cannot see, and their hearts, they cannot understand. And as I said, that's exactly right. And none consider in his own heart, neither is their knowledge or understanding to say, I have burned part of it. The Father, yea, also I have baked bread upon the coals thereof. I have roasted flesh and eaten it, and, and shall make the residue thereof an abomination. Shall I fall down to the stalk of a tree? He feeth on ashes. Uh, uh, a deceived heart hath turned him in, uh, aside, that he cannot deliver his soul nor say, Is there not a lie in my right hand? See, so he can't do it because he doesn't know. He didn't have any understanding to know. And that could be, but I, and that's anything, not just what I've been talking about the homosexuals. It's anything. Uh, you you have to you have to realize. You have to realize without without a shadow of turning. But this God says what he means and means what he says, okay? You, you, you have to totally, totally understand it. Remember these, O Jacob, 21, and Israel, for thou art my servant, I have formed thee. Thou art my servant, O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of me. God is not going to forget you. 
The Lord God has formed you. The Lord God has called you. Okay? He has placed you on this earth. He has given you, bless God, a destiny. And that is what most people, unfortunately, will never find on this earth. Is a destiny in which God placed in them from the foundations of the world before they came here. What a battle. What a battle these things. What a battle these things become. Amen? And and how they become a battle? Well, I'll tell you, they become a battle because you're re- you're, you're you're sitting and listening to things that, bless God, aren't whole truths. Half-truths will get you in trouble. Half-truths will get you in hell. And you've got to understand that. That's the reason I'm always saying, you've you got to come out of these four churches. And, bless God, if you're going to get in this thing, get in it. If you're not, you're kidding yourself. It ain't going to work. Folks, I've been in this thing 40-some years, and I, I know what works, and I know what doesn't work. And these people going around out here and, bless God, playing all these games and hanging on to their church and then, of course, going in and giving them this, well, Prophet Deckard said business. Nah, that didn't work. Never did, never will. Like I said, you're going to have to get out of those churches. You're going to have to separate yourself like God tells you to separate yourself. Let's go over to Romans. The book of the book of Romans, the sixteenth, the sixteenth chapter, Romans uh, sixteen. I've got the wrong chapter here. Let me just jump over here to Romans sixteen. I got it now. Seventeen. Romans sixteen seventeen. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark then which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. That's pretty well just what I said, wasn't it? Now listen, folks, this is the word of God. All right? I don't, I'm not making this thing up. He says, now I beseech you, brethren, mark them, okay, which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. Now, for those of you people that are trying to be part of of uh, uh, this Ephraimite movement and still hanging on to your churches, you need to read that several times here today and uh, see if you can understand what he, what what's being said here. He's saying that you you know something they're contrary to this doctrine. Now you know they are. Number one, they they don't believe in keeping Shabbat, which is Sabbath. They don't get the, the festivals, New Moon. And, and the rest of the places within the wall that we're, we're commanded to keep. So are they contrary to the doctrine which you've learned? Yeah, they are. Well, it says, avoid them. For they that are such serve not the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Wow. You talking, you talking about big time, big time stuff. That's it, isn't it? And they, they dis- fair speeches, the good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. All the gays are going to go to heaven. Are those good words? Well, yes, they are. Is it the guy, oh, he just got the fairest speech you ever heard tell of. He, you know, it's one thing about real prophets. We're just a little rough around the edges, aren't we? Uh, we will tell you how, now this is a colloquial here in the Midwest, how the hog ate the cabbage which means we'll tell you the truth whether you want to hear it or not, okay? And you just have to decide what you're going to do with it. So, see, our words don't come with good and fair speech. No, I'm sorry. As I said, uh, we're, going to tell you, we're going to tell you the truth, and, and uh, 
I've always said at times, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth, and it may may cause your 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 eye eyelids to flutter, uh, <laughs> but you're going to get the truth. He goes on here in the in the uh, the nineteenth verse to say, "For your obedience has come uh, abroad into men, all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet I would have you wise unto the which is good and 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 simple concerning." Uh, evil and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of your Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Well, you have to you have to realize that that again God God is not under under any circumstances in any way, shape, or form. God is not trying to appease us with this thing called church. See, somehow. Somehow, and again, it's a pastor's heart. Pastors want you happy. They want you happy. It is not a pastor's job to come in and tell you how to hog eat the cabbage. That's the job of the prophets, okay? A pastor is going to do what? A pastor is like the mother, of, uh, uh, like a mother, okay? That's his role. His heart is to comfort you. His heart is to not see you hurt. Upset in any way, shape, or form, and that's a total, you know, a total turnaround from the hearts of a prophet. And I always said, you know, I, I tell pastors, I said, I'm going to shear your sheep, and then you can go back stab on them and hug them and love them and do all the things you do. And they do that, and that's and that's what they're supposed to do. But again, folks, that's the reason that the church got so far out in left field, okay, or so far out of hand. However, you want to say that is because there wasn't the hard-nosed prophets. They wouldn't allow them to come in. I'll tell you what, I, I I can't tell you how many places I've been one time and was never asked back again, and they wished I'd never come the time I was there. Why? Because I didn't come. I didn't come with a with a pastor's heart. I did. I came as a prophet. And and for those of you listening today, if you don't know the difference, well then, bless God, we got material that, that'll you know that'll teach you within those five offices: uh, the, the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, evangelists, and teachers. There's five completely different hearts involved there. Those all, they're, they're all necessary. Every one of those hearts is necessary to have in the church. That's the reason that they were set by God. So in fact that they would do what they would make they would make things complete, and we can't seem to we can't seem to you know we can't seem to get that uh, straight. Well, this organization definitely is going to have all five of those offices in operation uh, without any shadow of turning. But uh, in time, uh, like most things, it, it, it takes time, and and folks, it does take time. Well, let's uh, let's jump over here to Second uh, Timothy three. Second Timothy 3, we're going to start in the 12th verse. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Hello. Hello. Does it sound like you're ever, oh, you know, if I just learn enough of God's word, all my troubles. No, 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 no. It says, now let me read again, that all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers wax worse and worse, okay, deceiving and being deceived. They're, you know, deceiving and 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 uh, and being deceived. Well, the the fact of it is, you, know, you you just have to understand that they have been deceived, or they wouldn't be that way. 
But continue thou in the things that, that thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that, that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, uh, I, I don't think you, again, I don't think you have to be a, a, you know, a theologian to understand the things in which God is saying here. I, uh, with any of the scripture, I know some of it's hard, but bless God, let me tell you something. God, God has a way. Let, let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, Romans 1 now. Uh, Romans 1, and we're going to start down the 18th verse, and uh, we're going to, we're going to go from there. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the visible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So, you know, it's all there. It's all in the book. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. But when they, they, they uh, I'm sorry, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they become fools. Isn't that what the church does? Sure. And change the glory of an uncorruptible God into an image made to corruptible man and to birds and four-foot beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie. Okay, the truth of God into a lie. These people were right there in Paul's day, okay? They took the truth. They changed it into a lie. They took the truth of God's word. When it comes to this thing with Paul and the law, changed it into a lie, and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God give them into vile affections, okay? Uh, for every, uh, for even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. What's that? Well, that's the lesbian thing, okay? Uh, and likewise also men, leaving the natural use of woman burned in their lust one for another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their heir which we met. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetous, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, uh, covenant breakers, uh, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only to the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. See, uh, I mean, how much clearer could it be? I know I preached on this subject before I got here, got here but uh, nevertheless. But you see, again, it's deception. People get to believing. People get to believing in something that's not God's word. Again, I, I, I want to say, uh, just right where we, we started today, you know, let, let God's word be truth and let everything else be a lie. Let everything, let everything else be a lie. Why? Because let me tell you something. That's the way it is. Well, in Titus, in Titus the, uh, 1, a bless God, in the 15th verse, it says, Unto the pure, all things are pure. 
okay? Under the pure, all things are pure. But to them that are defiled and unbelieving, there's nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient to every good work reprobate. So, folks, you've got you've to really, really, really understand this God that we serve, he's quite a God. Let me tell you, he is. He's, he, he's quite a God. And what he has to say about things, we need to pay attention to. Amen? Amen. Because what I read today, most of which I read today, maybe all of it, pertains directly to where we are as a ch- the church on this earth today. Bless God, we got so many things going on in the church that aren't even close to being lined up with God's holy word. It's not even funny. And people believe this. People believe this stuff that's going on out here. Uh, the gays are all going to heaven. Or they can do this, or they can do that, or this is the, whatever this is to that is. Well, again, let God's word be the truth. And let everything else be a lie. Don't let your hearts, don't let your heart get deceived, okay? And I think I think that's so important for you to understand. Because it's easy. Folks, it's easy to be deceived. Again, deception is something, and again, if you could see, you wouldn't get into it. Deception comes, for the most part, from the lack, because people lack knowledge of God's word. That's, the, that's what happens for the most part. If they knew the truth, bless God, they wouldn't be deceived, okay? But they don't know the truth. Oh, I don't. I think I think every Christian on, in the church world today knows some truth. But see, that's that that, that we are to study again to show ourselves approved. Uh, as you're always hearing me say, you know, I'm I'm looking for people that want to make this a lifestyle, a way of life, not not just something to do here to. to whatever that is, uh, some stupid motive. No, th- 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 this is a way of life. This is the way that we live. It isn't something you do on Wednesday night, twice on Sunday, and you're good for the rest of the week. That That's not what this is about. This is serving a living God with everything that's on the inside of you. Now, for those people that bless God that may be listening today, and, and all of a sudden your eyes got big and you go, wow, I had no idea that I had, you know, got myself this far off track. Well, I'm going to pray a prayer and I want you to listen up and if you agree with it when I'm finished, just simply say, I agree in Yeshua's name. Father, right now in the name of Yeshua, I break the powers of darkness over the hearts that have been deceived through religion. Right now, in the name of Yeshua, I break those. If it's spirit, come out of them and release them right now in Yeshua's name. And Satan, I bind you from this. And what I bind on earth is bound in heaven itself. Amen and amen. Now be free. Be free and study the word. Amen? Amen. Well, until tomorrow at this time, I, I bid you shalom. Have a wonderful day. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So, again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. 
You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible. Shemu Nikah